old, old, old episodes of Metal Gear Mondays is what you're listening to right now. But you should be going to the new, new, new links. Patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Twitter.com slash Metal Gear Monday. SoundCloud.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. And other places where you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. New, new, new. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Metal Gear Monday. My name is Alessio Summerfield, and today I am joined by Sam Wright <laughs> and Isaac Lim. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we, uh, we get together via Skype to bring you these podcasts, because when you have no budget, it's hard to do these in person. So... Sam and myself are in the Midwest, and Isaac is in the Southeast, so we hear yeah. the Skype ringtone a lot, which is up for some debate as to how it sounds, apparently. Um, uh, there's there's no debate. You're just wrong. It sounds one way, <laughs> and only one way. <laughs> All right, guys. The subjective Skype ringtone. Um, So, uh, really quick disclaimer, kind of admin note, um, due to some shuffling around that is going on currently with me, I am recording on a different microphone interface combo, so I apologize if everyone's gotten used to the sweet, sweet cadence of my voice. Um, It's going to be a little different sounding this time, and I hope that's fine. I go to sleep by it, so if it's too different, I may not be able to sleep for a week. Damn it. My monotone uh, voice won't hit the same frequencies that will lull you into sleep. (laughs) Um, Cool. But yeah, so for those of you um, listening in for this podcast and haven't listened to the previous ones, what the fuck are you doing? Roll back and at least start back from the previous episode because we are covering Metal Gear Solid 2 and we are part of the way into the game already. So you messed up and you picked plant instead of tanker plant and you need to double back mm. to the previous episode um for everybody who is joining us after listening to last episode welcome back and uh we will be following uh immediately after the events covered in the previous episode um sam what did we talk about last episode we talked about the tanker chapter last episode and how did that end uh, well, it ended with Snake apparently uh, drowning to death. Great. So, started on a started on a high note, on a positive note. Isaac, what's up? What What are we covering this week? Um, I'm gonna guess the plant. Oh man, <laughs> mission, all of it. <laughs> yeah, we're just covering the rest of the game this episode. No, in we're gonna forty five minutes <laughs> up until we meet. Peter Stillman. All right. Whoever that guy yeah, is, right? The, to- Still, the token black man of Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> oh. Following up, uh, following the DARPA chief's heels. Um, oh. But that is not to discount Fortune. It's just I believe that uh, Fortune is of mixed race. Right. Right. 
Uh, just to give a brief sort of synopsis before we dive into this, um, we are following up two years after the events of the previous episode, and um, not in real life, in the game. Um, essentially, uh, we are uh, taking on the role of Snake as he enters um, this new facility. Um, the location that we are at is an offshore plant that was essentially created. Um, it's called the Big Shell, and it was created uh, as a result of what happened uh, in the tanker chapter. Essentially, when the tanker um, sank, it leaked massive amounts of oil into the Hudson River, and the Big Shell was created in an effort to uh, clean up the mess and sort of revitalize the river. Um, essentially... Uh, much like in the tanker chapter chapter of the game, um, some terrorists have come and taken over the offshore facility, and um, Snake is being sent in to uh, rescue all hostages, procure his equipment OSP, um, do everything by the book, and uh, try to disarm the terrorists and figure out what's going on. And as we continue down this, we will discover that things are a little too familiar, one might say. Um, so you say... You say we're joining Snake. And Snake sounds a lot whinier. Yeah, why, than, why uh, is that? Like a little boy. Uh, well, uh, it starts off similarly to how um, Metal Gear Solid 1 starts off, where you have dude infiltrating by water, and um, you're talking to Colonel Campbell um, on the codec, who if those, those eagle-eyed listeners, eagle-eyed, eagle-eared listeners... Um, well, no, Colonel Campbell was your main contact in the first game, um, telling you about the mission. And then he explains to you that your code name is no longer Snake for the mission because the boss who's the terrorist boss who's taken over the big shell, his name is Snake. Um, and you will be henceforth and hitherto referred to as Raiden. Which also kind of echoes the first game, if you guys remember that the main bad guy and the hero also shared the same code name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um, we essentially see this cutscene of uh, of a Snake uh, visiting the, uh, the 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 shell from the outside, trying to get in. However, there's a mysterious detail, and that is uh, upon entering the perimeter. There is a hole discovered in the fence, and uh, it, the the origins of said hole um, are questioned and uh, sort of kind of hand waved. Um, and this will be kind of followed up once we get in. And once we get in, essentially, we're treated back uh, to a similar kind of situation where our protagonist has a scuba gear on, <gasps> and um, they are coming in through sort of like a like a a dock area. Um, and I want to do a quick timeout. Because I need to consult Isaac right now. Yeah. Um, this snake with his flippies, uh, <laughs> how cute compared to MGS1 snake and um, his flippies? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything because he sounds like a twelve-year-old boy. So I don't want to be Ooh. construed as you know <laughs> that kind of, Yeah, you know. I'll just leave it at you know flippies. Yeah, but kids can be cute, and I think adults can call kids cute. Um, yeah, but it's only socially acceptable if you say the word kawaii. Oh yeah, let's not go. <laughs> let's not go there. Ooh, he was. Um, I'll uh, no. Nobody can beat Solid Snake. Okay, in these little booties. 
and his and his big <laughs> booty. <laughs> That's for his you, Alessio. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Back to the original game. Um, so we're in this this dock. So um, essentially, we're in this dock, and we're having this conversation between Colonel Campbell and Snake. And uh, the aforementioned conversation of the codename change happens. Um, and essentially, we are kind of uh, uh, treated to a series of cutscenes that immediately takes us away from where we've entered into like a more kind of northern part of the room. Uh, and uh, we find ourselves in a, again, um, similar situation to MGS1, where we are... Um, there are boxes between the player's progression and an elevator, and there are some guards in here. However, they're already asleep for some reason, mm-hmm. and the elevator's going up. What's up with that? What did you guys notice with that? I saw Isak. somebody's booty also. Am I right? <laughs> was it tight? He was, I think Alessio hey. could consult with that one. <laughs> If you spot a tight ass, that means that someone's close by. What? what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I anyway, so somebody mysterious is going up in the elevator and has apparently taken care of the guards. And um, uh, Raiden has expressed his concerns to the colonel and again has been sort of hand swatted away. Um, dismissed, if you will. Yes. And so you are being instructed to approach this terminal um, to sort of uh, get the lay of the land and then download what's the, the map. What's the terminal, terminal called? It's called a, a node. A but nerd? I think that's some of the worst dialogue in a Metal Gear game. <laughs> like, I don't understand why that's even a thing. It's super stupid. So what happens is... Did Colonel you see nerd? Yeah, Colonel Campbell needs, is telling Raiden to find the node, to log into the node, and Raiden goes, did you say nerd? And Colonel Campbell just, like, with the exacerbated, like, response of a parent tending to a small child says, no, I said node. I've told you, 12-year-old. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, And essentially... um. Once we get to this point um, and we log in, uh, you're presented with a very interesting screen, which for me kind of baffled me um, the first couple times I played through the game. Um, Even with the information that kind of becomes unveiled later on, um, I was still kind of confused as to what the fuck was going on with it until I played through it a couple times and was kind of more eagle-eyed and kind of looking specifically to try and solve it. Um, So we'll cover that when we get to it. However, you input your name and your birthday, and I believe your blood type... Um, into this n- nerd, uh, excuse me, no, no, noid, n- n- node. <laughs> Yo, um, noid. And uh, once you've done that, for some inexplicable reason, the computer decides to shock the living fuck out of the player character. Yeah. Um, which, again, is not explained and never it's happens you're, again. It's because you just got out of the water. Oh. So you're still wet. <laughs> you're all wet. Right. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Sam? I mean, I'll accept. I'll accept that headcanon. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think, as far as Kojima headcanon is concerned, that might be the most sound logic, like the easiest to just take into account. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but as we break out of this little cutscene, the guards wake up. Yeah. 
and um, essentially, uh, I don't know, to me this was actually more fun and engaging than the stuff on the tanker because you didn't have kind of a cheat mode tranquilizer gun, and this is kind yeah. of like a callback to OG MGS1. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have any trouble getting around these guys? I usually, like, since I've played it a couple times now, I usually just punch the living fuck out of them and just run, and even if they see me, I know that the alert's going to be uh, turned off as soon as I get to the elevator. Um, which is the which has been a theme for you. Yeah, which has been a theme. Punching um, the living fuck out of them. Yeah, be careful, too, because if they do alert before you get on the elevator, it will prevent the elevator from going up, and you have to wait mm-hmm. for the elevator to come down. Yeah. What I do is I actually do what they do in the simulation beforehand, is I usually just hopped up onto the truck and then uh, just waited for a minute. Hmm. No, that makes sense. Yeah, you can do that, or you can even like hide behind some of the boxes and just kind of post up. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, Isaac, did you have any trouble with this? Uh, not really. I'm going to back up for a second at the, the node that uh-huh. you log in. The so, noise. yeah. <laughs> So the first time I played, uh, I got to this point, I got to the menu and it said, um, I inputted my uh, name and birthday or whatever. And, um, there was an option you either exit or back to main menu or something like that. Oh yeah. Why do they have that? Cause I clicked back to main menu cause I thought that would, I don't know. I don't know why I did that, but um, I think it's there because the nodes are laid out in each area as probably a, a decent way to stop. But like you can, can you back out to the main menu in any other way? Um, not so. I don't think this works on the PS3, but on the PS2 with most Konami games, um, if you held both, if you held all of the shoulder buttons and then hit start and select at the same time, it would just reset the game. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe okay. that works on the PS3 version, so this may be the only way to get back to the main uh, menu without closing. Do they offer? Do they offer that option in the PS? Yeah, it's version? in the PS2 version as well. Okay, I've got a theory about that, and I think we can kind of go into it now without getting too crazy. Um, so, if you guys pay pay attention to the nodes, the background of the node is identical to the background of the main menu. Yeah. So. Huh. I believe, so you're like breaking into them. Yeah. Into so essentially, in a in a sense, these nodes are like the player's connection to the game, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Um, and that kind of we'll explore that later on. Um, but yeah, okay. there's is a wealth of conversation to be had with. Also, this at I the did. End. I did want to bring up really quick before we move on. Asking my dad what my blood type was for this was a really weird conversation originally. Uh huh. And it was also how I figured out what my blood type was. I have an identical story with my mother. I asked my mother what my blood type was for this. That's Ooh. funny. <laughs> I did not ask my parents, just so you know. Yeah, because you're an old man now. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult. I you're, an, you're an old Isaac, snake. You're, you're Isaac adult. Oh, hey. <laughs> Isaac old snake. <laughs> but I have um, no idea what my blood type is, so. The funny thing is, uh, going back to what we were talking about before with Kojima's birthday, um, you can put in Kojima's birthday and it will fill out his name and his blood type. Huh. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so essentially we get onto the elevator and we're kind of treated to um, a similar scene again to MGS1. Uh, the protagonist takes off there scuba gear and this is and actually this man is a fucking imposter this is when we are told that his new code name is Raiden is oh. during the elevator sequence um, 
which again kind of harkens back to MGS1 whenever the like it's weird man I was thinking back on it and both in this game and in MGS1 and it may not be just at this point in this game but I know it's for a fact in MGS1 when Snake gets on the elevator and goes out to the Hind D helipad that is literally the only fucking time in the game that there's a codec conversation going on without us being in the codec screen yeah which sucks because I feel like they could have done that with other conversations in other cutscenes and like trimmed the fuck out of the codex scenes. Cause it's like that. Cause it's like that in this one. Cause whenever like something big happens, you get that like clip of like Raiden like kneeling down and putting his oh, fingers yeah. up to his ear and then it goes into the codex. Yeah. But in this one, when he's on the elevator, like again, you hear Colonel talking to Raiden yeah. without well, seeing it, the codex screen. Well, we seemingly have determined that this is a very, very, large parallel yeah so interesting far. muy interesante hmm. um we'll be able to get into that very soon i believe uh, a couple yeah. episodes um but yeah so essentially we find out that our character is named raiden he takes off his mask and we're like who the fuck is this little japanese he's, pretty boy he's a blonde piece of shit and i hate him <laughs> and is it blonde I, I always think of him as being like white haired uh, it's like platinum it looks kind of yeah. blonde um, I'm going to take this time really quickly just to kind of shine some light on um, Raiden as a character, just very, very briefly. Hmm. Um, so Raiden, apparently, fun fact about Raiden, Konami kept um, his role, obviously, like we talked about, a secret um, prior to the game being released in North America. Um, this game did not see a concurrent release across the world at the same time. Um, it was released for some fucking reason in the U.S. first and then was released in Japan later. Um, and I believe they may have done that because of all of the allusions to like United States in the game. Yeah. Um, but apparently the Japanese voice actor was sworn to secrecy and literally could not release anything about what he was doing at Konami prior to the game's release. Hmm. Um, and uh, essentially uh, Hideo Kojima uh, personally requested Raiden as the protagonist because apparently in his mind for this game he wanted to develop Solid Snake as a character from a third person perspective hmm. which I thought was interesting um, and in the original version of the script Raiden's voice was not supposed to be replaced prior to being unmasked so he was going to sound like David Hayter or whoever the voice actor was in Japan um, prior uh, up until this scene um, hmm. So I don't know why they shifted it, I guess, because they felt like it would have been weird sounding. Um, I guess. But I feel like if he's got that mask on, that they could have used that as kind of like a excuse. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, but yeah, other than that, there have been a lot of, um, there have been a lot of uh, kind of speculation on him as a character and why he kind of appeared. Um, apparently his design is based very similarly to Spider-Man. Um, and Yoji uh, Shinkawa has come out and said that he was inspired by Spider-Man whenever doing Raiden's um, sort of uh, proportions and the suit and everything. Um, yeah, and kind of the way that he like flips kind of yeah. reminds me of Spider-Man. Yeah, and for also everybody else, um, whenever you run and press X, he will not um, roll like Snake does. He does like a cartwheel, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and do, 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 let me see if there's anything else that I am missing really quickly. Um, I know a lot of, um, a lot of speculation and I've not ever really seen this 
anywhere kind of spelled out. But a lot of the rumor mill and kind of speculation around it is that Raiden was introduced as the protagonist because um, in Japan, Solid Snake did not test well with Japanese women. And Konami wanted to uh, make Metal Gear Solid more accessible to everyone. And so they specifically kind of engineered Raiden to be appealing to a female demographic in Japan. Um, and in the process, they made the game less appealing to American men by including Rose. Yeah, totally. Which, um, did we... So, I have a quick question. I don't have it in my notes. Did Is Rose introduced prior to you getting on the elevator? Um... She has to be so that you can I save your game, right? I don't. I don't think you can save your game until you get on the elevator. Though. Oh, because they make oh. you sign under the Noid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we're introduced to Rose during the elevator sequence, if I remember correctly, from what I've got here. Right. Um, and Ryan flips out. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this. This feels. This feels, in a sense, a little bit like, to me, the game kind of showing its hand really early on, because it feels so fucking, like, nonsensical. Um, Isaac, what can you tell us about Rose? Um, That they have some sort of... I don't know what you're trying to fish out of me. Oh, no, just hit me with what you got. Well... Uh, <laughs> if, you, if, if, you do, if you don't talk about it, I'll talk about it. Okay. Well, she keeps mentioning some date. And I don't know if that comes up the first time you talk to her, but they have some sort of writing in her have some sort of history and they don't really spell it out. And she's and he can't remember or something. Um, and you could probably you remember the date probably. I can't remember which day it was, but um, it's essentially do you, she essentially asks, hey, Jack, which is his writing's real name. She's calling him by his real name. Yeah, which is dumb. But she goes, hey, Jack, do you know what tomorrow is? And Raiden's like, uh, no, I don't. Sorry. And then she follows it up with my favorite, which is, oh, okay, I'll ask you again yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Until like you he's suddenly going to remember while he's in the middle of yeah. this high stress. Like, Well, and let's talk about that for a little bit. He's in the middle of a goddamn, like, dark op. Like, even yeah. Colonel Campbell's like, no one knows that you're here. And Sam, who the fuck is Rose? Rose is... <laughs> Rose is Jack's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, who like doesn't even have military experience. It's weird. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And what the colonel says is, we brought her on board because she knows you more than anybody. But I don't feel like that needs that matters because if you think back to Middle Gear Solid One, I doubt Mei Ling and Naomi and all them had any idea about like Snake Snake's personal life. Yeah, it's it's very strange. And again, it's not that it's so. It is strange, in like in every every facet, but it does kind of get explained, which is fine. But I still think that it's a really fucking weird to introduce this so early on. Um, I don't understand why she's the support character. I almost think she would have been better off as like a completely like side character that came up later. Um, but I guess they're trying to build like. So from what I can gather from like a narrative perspective and just from like a writing perspective, I see, and this goes back to what I was saying about the tanker with kind of weird kind of exposition dumps between characters who should already know this shit. Um, I see her almost as like a foil for the writer to get Raiden to talk about shit that he normally wouldn't have a chance to so that we, the audience, can hear about it. But it's such a weird way of framing it to me. Like... 
I don't know. It's like if you guys wanted Raiden to tell a story about his personal life, I feel like they could have come up with a better way to do that than having his girlfriend on a top secret military mission. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So how did uh, Isaac, what do you think of Rose so far? Because Sam and I have a history with Rose. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, great. Which may or may not be why my cat is named Rose. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I she was kind of. Uh, well, I don't know what I should say about her. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you holding back, Isaac? You have some terrible things to say. No, I'm just going to say that. She was an interesting um, plot element. <laughs> <laughs> just say no. Just say what you really mean. In that Rose is, and I'm going to quote the notes that I've taken. Rose is a quote stupid, annoying bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and which is exactly what I wrote down in my notes about this 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 section of game. So. Fair played. I think it's uh, actually oddly appropriate that my cat named Rose um, legitimately follows me around the house and just goes. But I love me. Rose. Like she, yeah, I love Rose to death, but she just yells and yeah, yells and true. yells, and it's very reminiscent of Rose's character in this game, who does not yell, but she's almost like the Navi of the game, where she just <laughs> fucking calls you nonstop. I want to bring up this one point too. I was playing the game. And I was trying my best to go without saving because I didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> and at one point, like, as I'm playing, she calls and she goes, hey, Jack, it's been a long time since you saved. Shouldn't you save? Wow. Yeah. Mm. And then it, like, asked me if I wanted to save. And I, I saved because, you know, why not? But I feel like if I would have said no, she would have gone into some long diatribe about <laughs> something. I do like how uh, her and Jack are Jack and Rose, also named after the Titanic. Yeah. 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 Um, and I will say this too, while we're talking about it. So Ryden's real name is Jack. Um, there's kind of a theme throughout the game of people named after cards. Um, so we encounter queen and Jack and King, um, as kind of like nicknames for other characters. So it's weird. There's like a card, uh, or kind of game or even like, uh, uh, people being played as if they were cards kind of, uh, motif throughout the game, which is interesting. Never even piece um, that together. But again, we'll go into that at, at some point. It's crazy. Uh, meta, 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 meta. Um, meta. <laughs> let me hear a big meta. Um, but yeah, so essentially by the end of this, uh, you get to the top of strut A on the roof. Um, and you get to kind of play around. Um, there is, um, for astute players out there, um, there is a lot of bird shit on the roof of the strut. Mm-hmm. And you can slip if you run through it, and Raiden does this really funny like woo 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 animation, and then <laughs> yeah. falls like, almost like a ass. like a comedic Three Stooges like animation. Yeah, it's bad. like a it's like a banana peel animation. <laughs> um, but also, if you shoot the birds, you will get a very angry call from Colonel Campbell. If you have a gun at this point, or you can come yeah. back later. Yeah. Um, you get an, you get angry call from Rose too. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, it's fun to put the birds to sleep because they just kind of like plop down and have little Z's coming out of their heads. <laughs> Um, also, if you look straight up as a bird flies over you, there's a chance that they will shit on the screen, and it looks super realistic, and I love it. You end up crawling through one of the grates, and we get down into strut A. Um, Sam, can you tell me a little bit about strut A? Um, strut A 
is kind of constructed. So you have this one room, and it's almost like an office cubicle. And that's where the node is, and there's a guard patrolling inside of that office cubicle. Um, and then if you go south downward, there's like a pump room, which isn't important now, but it becomes important later as part of the plot and if you want to get some, some items. Um, but uh, but for right now, you're trying to log into the node, and you're trying to get past this guard that's patrolling the, uh, the office cubicle. Yep, yep. Isaac, did you uh how did how did you uh fare here? And also I'm really interested to hear from you guys which side did you take? Cuz again, reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid 1, right shortly after we get off the elevator, suddenly we are presented with a choice. Do we go up or down? And in this case, mm-hmm. we go do we go left or right? So, how did you dig the room and did you go left or right? Um I th- it was very similar. You know that room where you're fighting in Metal Gear Solid 1? Uh, who's that? Psychomantis? Is that the right one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of that room, just because of all the computer setup. Anyway. Oh, um, you're talking about like the little office across from his boss arena? I know. I'm thinking of it. Who's that boss? Oh, you're talking about Cyborg Ninja? Cyborg Ninja. You're right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It does kind of look like that room. A little bit. Because it's got... Yeah. Anyway. Um, I thought it was pretty easy. They kind of hold your hand. They're like, knock on the... Or what do they say? Put your, press yourself against the wall and knock on the wall. Oh, uh, like, okay, I'll do that. But I actually went to the what is it, the left side. Oh, look at you! Because it was the the closest one. So I'm not trying to tell people how to play the game at home, but Isaac went the right way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, how did you dig this little this little crossroads? Um, Which way did you go? I went left as well. Ah, um, a man who's played fighting, it before. Well, <laughs> I'd actually forgotten like the layout and which way was which way was where, um, so I kind of did it on accident. Um, but I because I I just straight up shot the guard with the with the trank gun, which I had at that point, and then you had a trank I, gun at this point. No, or? not no. I'm thinking about snake. No, I, I I shot the guard with something or other. I don't remember what I did, but oh, gotcha. Um, and you can beat him up. Yeah. I think I just I think I just like gave up on the whole pacifist thing and I just was like I'm just gonna kill people. Hell yeah! But um, I dealt with the guard somehow. I don't even remember. But I dealt with him and then I did the node and then I was like, which way do I go for the next part? And then I said I'm just gonna go left, and because it's fighting what I actually want to do because I want to go right for some reason because I'm right-handed. I guess you know what they call him? They call him right door Sam Wright. Yep. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. Oh well, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, for all intents and purposes, since if we go left at this point in our d- discussion, we will never go right, um, to kind of talk about this one little brief cutscene that happens. Um, so if you choose to go right instead of going left, um, you'll be on this bridge, which is the strut A to F connecting bridge, but is referred to as the FA connecting bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I believe there's a, ch- a chaff grenade um, on the bridge, but also as soon as you get to the bridge, a cipher, much like the one that Snake sees on the tanker, um, will be patrolling. And um, this is the first time we encounter this. Um, and yeah. I think so later on, the ciphers do get guns on them, um, but this one does not have one. It's just if he spots you, like there's not even a delay. You're just immediately in alert mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can just knock it down with a chaff or you can just, uh, sneak around, um, by hanging on the, on the ledge or, uh, there's two, there's an up and a down, uh, on the bridge. So you can go down below, um, or straight across. 
Um, let's talk about the hanging mechanic since we didn't get to which, use it that much on the which tank. Really quick before we do that, uh, and something we'll get to later. Fuck Strut F so hard. Oh, we'll you get to that you don't later. like Strut F? I like. Strut I do F. not like. I don't like how that's how it's. Oh, we'll get to it later. We'll, we'll talk. I mean, about we'll it. probably we're gonna get to it a little bit right now. Um, yeah. But but yeah. So like hanging wise, me and Isaac had a conversation off. Uh, off the record um, uh, uh, earlier today, and we were just kind of talking about stuff. And so you don't use the hanging all that much on the tanker, but for the rest of the game, like the hanging actually ends up getting involved in like some of the traversal. Um, and uh, whenever you hang, essentially you press up against a wall and you hit triangle. And Raiden does this fucking insane like backflip, yeah, uh, which is nuts. Um, it's like a backward swan dive. It's ridiculous. Um, but then he grips the edge, and much like Snake at the tanker, you can kind of shimmy left and right. However, um, and I discovered this in first person, so in first person, no matter what you're doing, if you press left uh, L2 or R2 on a PlayStation, um, you will peek to the left or peek to the right. If you press them both at the same time, you'll like tippy-toe aim, and I think we covered it a little bit last episode. Um, however, if you do L2, R2 at the same time while you're hanging, um, Raiden will pull himself up. Um, and you can actually do that over and over and over. And if you do it a hundred times, the grip gauge goes from level one to level two. And if you do it another hundred times, it goes from level two to level three. So you can actually upgrade your grip gauge by doing pull-ups. Yep. Which is fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessary, honestly, um, but it does ease some of the stress later. But it takes like a solid ten fucking minutes to do it. So I don't know if it's worth yeah. it. It kind of just depends. Like, I'd honestly rather just struggle through the parts later without having to spend time wasting on this. Yeah, totally. Because it's not, like, necessary. They just do it as, like, a, well, I mean, look at you spending your time doing something unnecessary. We're just going to help you out a little bit because (laughs) you're way too dedicated. So essentially, uh, we get to the Strut F warehouse, which is apparently the bane of Sam's existence. Can you tell us a little bit about this building? <laughs> I just, I just can't stand how the guards are laid out. Like you have, this is like one of the first. This is the first time that you've encountered a guard that radios back um, oh, in yeah. the plant. So you have to deal with him, and he's patrolling the entire building. You have the one patrolling upstairs. You have the one downstairs, and it's just kind of, it's very disorienting for me. And I eventually was just like, fuck it, I'm going to kill everybody and hide everybody, and then I'm going to hide in the little vent in the back of the in the back of the place, and I was fine. But, like, yeah. I hate that thing. Well, and then the, when, we, oh, when we get to, like, the, the bomb part later, um, like, remembering how to get to the bomb in Strat F was, like, was, was killing me <laughs> for, like, a while. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Yeah, and kind of to elaborate on what Sam's talking about. So it's not just like a traditional, like, this guard um, will see you and then radio. Um, he's, if I remember correctly, I don't think there are guards like this in the tanker. Um, he's a guard who will walk around and every couple of seconds pull out a radio and just go, hey guys, I just checked this room and it's clear. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, but the shitty thing is if you knock him out or kill him, um, they'll be like, oh, we haven't heard back from uh, Chatty Cathy and five seconds so let's send a squad to go check it out um so it's very problematic to have to deal with this guy because you either have to keep him around and just get around him or you have to do a whole bunch of bullshit and wait for the for the search party to go away um 
So yeah, Isaac, did you... I know you didn't go here first, um, but have you got any stories to tell about this building after you went to it later? Have you been to it at all yet? I don't think I've been to it. I'm trying to strut F. It's uh, it's uh. a warehouse. It's kind of like their armory, like kind of like where all the guns get kept. You end up kind of coming back to get guns later. I don't think I've been there yet. Okay. Um, if you go here before you go the other way... Um, you can actually go ahead and get the M9 um, tranquilizer gun. I believe it's hidden on top of some boxes. Um, but you do have to come back anyway. Um, so, Isaac, you will eventually find it. Um, yeah, this is kind of a point of contention because I know I was chatting about this game with somebody recently and they were like, hey, I got to this certain point in the game and I still didn't have a gun. Is that right? And I was just <laughs> like, oh, and I realized you could do it both ways. So you can get a gun later or you can get a gun now. Um but regardless, it's not a huge deal. Um, it really doesn't save that much time unless... If you're trying to do a pacifist run, it's definitely um, necessary for you to come here and get the M9 because it's the only only way to get it. Um, but yeah, so um, while we're here, essentially we get a codec call from Colonel Campbell. Um, or I guess it's not really from Colonel Campbell. It's a codec call from the... Um, we forgot to mention that the Delta team, the U.S. has sent the Delta Force um, to... Uh, recover hostages and we forgot to also mention that the hostage is the president of the united states yeah the motherfucking president who is not george sears anymore yeah um i cannot remember the president's name in this Something game about uh, it's ames? johnson oh yeah. that's right ames is the one that we're trying to find to oh, figure gotcha. out where he's at but the pres- it's president johnson i don't know his first name though gotcha um but yeah so we're trying to essentially rescue the president um are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president <laughs> oh my um God. Let's go get some cheeseburgers. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so you're, you're trying to rescue the president. Um, and so you, you hear sort of you intercept a call. Uh, Delta Force is communicating with each other. And Delta Force is not supposed to know that Raiden's there. Um, again, you're kind of operating in secret. And um, Delta Force is under fire. And um, they're like, we've got, we've got the um, hostage. I believe they say we have the president. Um, and we're heading back. But they're clearly under fire and they need help. Um, yep. And so Colonel Campbell tells you to leave Strut F and go back to Strut A, and then from Strut A go through the other door, which is Strut B. Mm-hmm. And if you press pause at any point and you see the map of the kind of layout, the way that these struts are kind of built, is there's like a main shell, like there's shell one and shell two, um, and then around the shells there's kind of like a helix um, formation. Um, the first one is struts A through F, and then the second one, I believe it's strut G through, how many letters is that? Uh, is it G through N, maybe? Or M? I think it's L is the last one. Oh, uh, gotcha. Because there's six for each one. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. So, that would be L. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was doing some quick uh, some quick alphabet song in my head. Um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so we go through this A-B connecting bridge. So, Isaac, uh, we, have, we went through a whole part of the game that you did not play yet. Um, can you tell me about this A-B connecting bridge with kind of these corners that are like little hot spots? This is why you write notes, guys. <laughs> um, this is, is this the one where... Refresh my memory. <laughs> oh, um, this is kind of this is kind of where they teach you about hanging, isn't it? Yeah, oh, is they teach you. Um, yeah, you can either hang or you can crawl across the sensitive spots, oh. or you can fucking kill them like I did. <laughs> this one wasn't bad. I just did the hanging thing, and gotcha. I was like, "Yep." 
Is there one guard or two? No, there's two there's guards. There's one on each the, side. The first, yeah, the first time you go through, I think there's two. But I think subsequent trips, there's only one, I want to say. Oh. oh, gotcha. So, um, But yeah, so essentially you can crawl on your hand, or not crawl, but hang on your hands. Or if you're feeling extra ballsy, um, you can just run. And then when you get to the, um, there's corners of the bridge that have this like sound creating walkway. Um, so if you remember from MGS1, they're kind of like the metal floor where it's like clink, clink, clink whenever you run across yeah. it. Um, yeah. You can just crawl at that moment and kind of keep going. Um, so if you're fucking crazy and either don't care about alerts or you're like speed running, um, a pro tip is like to just run and then you can actually somersault over the sensitive spots. Um, so you can just fucking book it, press X, and just keep going. Sam, can you tell us a little about what happens at Strut B? Because it's like my, one of my favorite cutscenes in the game. It really is. It's a fantastic cutscene. But you go in and you the scene starts off inside of the main room. And you're hearing some violence from Ryan's perspective, but then it goes into the room before he enters. And essentially, what remains of this Bravo team of SEALs is being... Um, oh, that's right. It's Navy of, SEALs. My bad. Not Delta Force. Yeah. Yeah. Navy SEALs. Um, but they're being decimated by what appears to be a vampire man, um, who is, who we will learn later is actually like named vamp for a couple different reasons. So what are the different reasons? Um, well, what we can get into that a little bit. Do you want to just do that now? Um, yeah, I know they kind of go into like some kind of like character because he's, he's, he's like, he's bisexual. Oh, and I think that's like a like a, a name for something like that for that per, type of person. Huh. Oh, that's I think it's a little. It's, I think it's a little like um, not okay to say, but uh, there. But it's like a two. It's like a two level meaning for his name. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. Which we can get into his like all that later on when yeah. it happens in the story. Oh, Whoa. that's right. Now I remember about his backstory. Yeah, that's fucking bananas. Okay. What? Um... <laughs> No, we'll get to it. It's like we'll a, get to it later. Yeah, Don't it's worry. like a weird we'll, we'll side oh, great. story. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, so going back, I know we... I can't remember if it was on the Geek Time podcast or this. Fuck it. It all gets blended together. Um, essentially, um, way back when, I used to carry my PS2 around to people's houses um, who didn't have game systems. Um, and Isaac, you know, Nick Smith. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I remember at one point, he was like, oh, Metal Gear, what's that about? Blah, blah, blah. And I had like a save right before this cutscene that I could just like bust out and show people. <laughs> um, and I showed him this cutscene. I was like, this is fucking rad. And he's like, Oh my God, that's crazy. Um, and I can't remember if he was like underwhelmed by it, which frustrated me or if he was like, Whoa dude. But either way he wanted to play the game after this. Um, but yeah, it's nuts, man. This cutscene is like nothing short of like a John Woo movie as far as choreography and stuff. Mm. It, there's knives everywhere, people's throats getting slit, like vampires fucking ripping people's jugulars out. It's intense. Um, and again, it very much so parallels the uh, scenes in MGS1. It looks kind of like the Cyborg Ninja hallway. Yep. Um, and if you have the M9 at this point, Raiden will have it in his hand um, in the cutscene. Um, and if you don't, apparently Raiden doesn't have anything in his hand. Hmm. Um, Which, you know, great tactic, by the way, after you've heard all this happening. Yeah, totally. Um, fun fact, um, 
at one point, Vamp, I don't think, was a character. Or maybe he was, but he had a different sort of set of skills. Um, this character was supposed to be a character who was cut from Dead Cell, which is the group. Um, we didn't mention, so the Foxhound kind of stand-in for this game is a group called Dead Cell. Um, yeah. And they were kind of like the U.S.'s like, dirty team that went and did horrendous shit. Um, kind of reminiscent to the... Uh, Black Chamber from Ghost Babble, which again is why I said Delta Force instead of Navy Seals. Right. Um, and uh, they've kind of gone off the deep end and decided to take over the big shell. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, being led allegedly by Solid Snake. Um, and uh, Vamp's character was originally supposed to be a character just named The Chinaman, yeah. which is super weird and a little derogatory feeling to me. <laughs> A little? <laughs> Isaac, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Chinaman, Isaac? Oh, let's not get into the Chinaman. Let's, let's ask our token Asian. <laughs> well, not only is he our token Asian, but he's our token Asian whose email address includes the words Asian man. I was the first. I was, I was, really, was, like, I was really I was really fighting, fighting, um, saying our token Chinaman. <laughs> Isaac is Malaysian, okay? <laughs> I, uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, all oh, the, it? it's all the oh, Orient to me. <laughs> it's all the Orient. Oh, my god! All black people look the same. I can take that. All so. right, I'll just, um, you know. Yeah, I often, anytime I'm hanging out with Sam, if another black person enters the room, I lose track of Sam. It just happens. <laughs> we all morph into one. Anyway, this is way <laughs> too racist. Let's keep moving. All right. Um, so yeah, essentially we uh, there's a lone survivor. Yeah. So as Vamp is going to essentially murder Raiden, you hear a very familiar voice yell at you to get down. Um, and it's this dude that looks just strikingly like a like somebody we have seen multiple times in the past. <laughs> a man who I cannot get out of my mind. No, that tight ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, who, who asks you to call him Pliskin? By the yeah, way, yeah, Lut. He he's he's saying he's part of um, the Bravo team, and yep. he's like the only surviving member now. And he he's Lieutenant Junior Grade uh, Pliskin, Iroquois Pliskin, Iroquois Pliskin, and which is a which is a shout like a callback to um, to Escape from New York. Yep, because uh, the main character's name is Snake Pliskin. Yep. So if you're an avid movie watcher, you know exactly who this is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Isaac, can you tell us a little bit about your dance with Pliskin? Um, he tries to peer pressure you into smoking. I remember that. <laughs> it's like you're not. <laughs> it makes you take them anyway. You're not getting me. Um, I took Dare. Damn it! <laughs> it's uh, a truth yeah. ad. Uh, literally, the whole game up until this point is like a truth above the influence ad. Yeah, yeah, and he there's Man, that joke fell flat. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, oh let's backtrack. <laughs> no, boop, just edit. No, oh, very funny. Yeah, above the yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, Pliskin. Pliskin. Um. Doesn't he give like a? I'm trying to remember now. There's like a backstory to (laughs) 
It's weird. So essentially, <laughs> essentially, Raiden kind of starts talking to him, which is nuts because even Colonel Campbell's like, dude, what are you doing? You weren't supposed to talk to any of these people. Um, and Raiden's kind of su- suspect of Pliskin because Pliskin is dressed like the uh, sort of B unit beta boys for the Navy SEALs. Um, however, um, Raiden notices like some of the water bugs that we saw from earlier near the dock. He sees yeah. some water bugs like kind of like skitter out from underneath Pliskin. So it's like I don't know that you really did come in with Bravo team. Yeah, it's, it's meant to cast doubt. Totally. And on top of that, too, um, when Raiden starts to kind of talk to this guy again, he's not supposed to be talking to people, and he starts talking about the mission with this stranger. Um, and um, Pliskin seems awfully confident that the leader of the terrorists is not Solid Snake. Uh, which, of course, he is. Um, and uh, what? what? Oh. I didn't caught, say anything. Caught me off guard there. I didn't say anything. Um, but yeah, besides cigarettes, Pliskin gives Raiden um, a SOCOM, which is a yep. pistol. Um, it, this is not silenced. So yet again, remember, this is MGS2. Um, I, I mean, it happened in MGS1 as well, but in this game, if you fucking shoot this pistol anywhere, it's going to alert everybody. Yep. Um, you can you can find a silencer for it in Stra F like, pretty much immediately if you want to. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. Me and Strat F have a... Uh, have uh, bad blood. <laughs> if um, I can, if I don't, can you play like fair use clip of bad blood by Taylor Swift in there real quick? Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we played no cars go on the last episode. That's so. true. So. Cue Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it used to be mad love, so take a look what you've done. You have this gun and these cigarettes and, uh, you have Pliskin's, uh, Kodak frequency, though he often does not answer when you call. Um, and, uh, you can download the radar from the node. Another interesting fact, um, I, d- I think it depends on the difficulty that you play the game on, um, but in order to have a radar um, at the struts and be able to see everything on the Soliton radar up in the top right, you have to go to the node first. So it adds this kind of extra layer of difficulty, which I think is mm-hmm. actually kind of fun, because um, you're kind of in the dark and fucking scared to death until you get to the nodes. Um, but, really quick fun fact, you can find a secret shaver in the dock at the beginning of the plant, and if you have it, you'll get an extra cutscene where Raiden gives the shaver to Pliskin, who has like a beard. And uh, Pliskin's like, oh, thanks, kid. And it like fades to black and it comes back and he's clean shaven. Huh. Uh, I have no fucking clue why that's there, um, but it's a fun little Easter egg. Like for um, the rest of the game? or Yeah, he's like clean shaven for the rest of the game. Wow. Uh, um, also, I forgot to mention, Pliskin kind of talks shit about Raiden's VR training, which, going back to the beginning of the plant, um, Raiden and the Colonel talk ostensibly about how this is his first mission in the wild, but yeah, he's done but over 300 VR yeah, missions. over 300 VR missions um, modeled after a legendary mercenary. Solid Snake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Including the Shadow Moses simulation. Yep. And I think he even makes reference to the tanker incident and how he's also gone through a simulation of that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So essentially Raiden is a little VR boy and Pliskin's like, dog, you don't know shit until you've actually been in the field. And then essentially from there, we go to the BC connecting bridge. Um, so there we get to see another cutscene. Isaac, do you remember what happens in this cutscene? 
Um, I believe so. Is this one where you get a couple of um, guys firing at somebody? Yeah. So hey. Tell us a little bit about it. You got it. I did it. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so Raiden goes, <laughs> goes into the connecting bridge to hear gunfire and seeing two soldiers shooting at something. Um, and then you cue this soothing clarinet music, which is oh yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> I love that part. And this uh, is it clarinet. It sounded like a sax or something. I think like it was Kenny sax. G. I think Kenny it's G. a clarinet. What? Okay, I'll, tr- I'll trust the marching band kid. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> and um, it pans over, and it's this woman with this huge gun. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, fortune is what they yeah. call her as ding 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 hey, Isaac's just getting them right two man two. Look, at, look at look at Isaac referring to his head continue man continue These continue notes, let's see guys. if the combo can keep going um and you can see the bullets uh curving around her and missing her completely and so she's got some weird magic force field around her um and they're like oh what how are we not hitting her? How we can't touch her? Um, and then... Let me think. Oh, oh. And then she's next to this dead guy, or supposedly a dead guy. We don't know who it is yet. And Vamp comes out to pick him up. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Three for three. Hey! Three for three. Um, and he... Because isn't the guy... Isn't the guy the president? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, because the Bravo team had the president, and they lost him in this moment. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go with that. Anyway, sweet. So then <laughs> he picks he picks the president up and speaks to Fortune and calls her queen. I remember that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then I can't remember what else he said to her, and walks away. And then the guards throw a grenade at her, and it doesn't and blow up a, because of her a magic. Dud. Yeah, a dud. Says it just like a dud. A dud. <laughs> just like that. Does he throw out his <laughs> wrist as well? Yep. Um, <laughs> and then she, like, destroys them with her gun and also the bridge. Yep. When she walks away, the grenade does, in fact, go off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which prevents Raiden from getting to where the president has been taken. That's correct. Sweet. Sam, where do we go from here? Well, the only way we can go to Strut C. Oh, man. What's in Strut C? Besides um, some sweet men's bathrooms. Um, well, if you, well, if you check the... I actually explored all, both of the bathrooms just because I forgot if there was anything important in there. You went into the ladies' room, oh, Sam. No. I did. Went, I did went into the ladies' <laughs> room, which is going to be important later. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you go into the kitchen area and you you come across this uh, this uh, lovely uh, African American gentleman. Um, and this is Peter Stillman, and he's a bomb disposal expert that was brought into. Um, the place by the Bravo team because he is very familiar with one of the terrorists whose name is Fat Man. Not China Man. Not China Man. Fat Man. So we have Still Man, Fat Man, and 
China Man China was going to be in there at some point. <laughs> so this is like a Mega Man game. Right. Isaac, what can you tell us about Pitor Still Man? Pitor? Pitor. Pitor um, Malark? <laughs> District 12? He's, he's black. And he... I think we've established that a couple of times now. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, okay, guys? So everyone at home, close your eyes and just imagine a black man. He's bald. Can you can you sculpt the rest of it? Okay, a bald, he's bald black guy. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like Ving Rhames. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, he's he's like a portly kind of like hasn't gone to the gym in a while. Ving Rhames. <laughs> uh, he actually now that I think about it, if he had a mustache, does he have a mustache? I think yeah. he does have have a mustache. Okay, so he looks like my father-in-law and Ving Rhames combined. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now that I think about it. He's got like a little Tom Selleck stash going on, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Tom Selleck. A black anyway, Tom so, Selleck. So I think we've exhausted Isaac's <laughs> well of information on Peter Stillman. Alessio, tell us about Peter Stillman. <laughs> So, um, Peter Stillman is like a known bomb diffuser. Um, essentially, there's a little bit of a cutscene. Um, a little bit? Uh, there's a long cutscene um, where Raiden encounters, I believe Pliskin is there as well. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. He shows up in a, like momentarily because you're like having a struggle with Stillman about who he is and what he's doing here, and Raiden doesn't believe him. Yeah. And he's then, um, then uh, Pliskin's like, Ease up, kid. <laughs> or whatever he I says. love all <laughs> your voices. <laughs> I'm, a color, I'm a colorful person. Yup. And uh, so Peter Stillman's identity is confirmed by Pliskin. And um, essentially, he's a little bit of an old cripple man. Uh, he's got a cane. Um, I wouldn't say he's crippled, but he is not able to be super quick. Um, we find out that that's from a bomb mishap. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially, his star pupil was fat man um i don't think we're ever given his full name or real name but his code name is fat man um and fat man was peter stillman's student um stillman taught fat man everything um and fat man has obviously named himself after one of the nukes that went off in japan during world war ii um because of his bomb obsession um fat man is kind of using his knowledge um instead of diffusing bombs is using his knowledge to uh blow shit up and uh, Stillman has been sent in by the U.S. government to essentially kind of disarm Fat Man's attempts at uh, sabotaging the Big Shell. And Stillman asks for Pliskin and Raiden to help defuse um, a whole bunch of bombs that have been spread throughout the Big Shell. Um, yep. So Pliskin decides, I'm going to take on Shell 2. Um, Raiden, you take care of Shell 1. Um, and we're kind of then given some coolant spray and a sensor, which is used to freeze the bombs and to spot the bombs. Um, and because Fat Man's calling card is he likes to put like a scent on the bombs. His cologne. Yeah, his cologne. Um, and you're given a level one key card and essentially you're kind of given a little tutorial on how to freeze the bombs. Mm-hmm. Now... Once you go on the search for the bombs, the first bomb you want to get is obviously in Strut C because it's right there. So um, it's kind of hidden in a weird place, um, but you have to go into the women's restroom to find it. If you call Stillman, 
Because Stillman locks himself in the pantry, and you can call him on the codec. If you call Stillman, and you he gives you a hint about where it is, and he says somewhere where men don't go, and your clue is, oh, there's a women's bathroom here too. But if you've already gone into the women's restroom like I did, he like does this weird like you sly dog voice, and he goes, hmm, my my, <laughs> looks like you've already been there. That's kind of <laughs> it's really funny. But the bomb is like, you see the scent, you're looking at the mirror, and the bomb is like hidden up, like behind the mirror. So you have to like kind of strain yourself to freeze the bomb. And when you freeze the bomb, Stillman calls you, and Ryden tells Stillman where it's at. And he's like, that's weird. That wouldn't really do any structural damage. What is he doing? So you're kind of suspicious of the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And the chase to discover all the bombs begins. are going to be kind of going through like a weird kind of scheduling uh, scenario. So hopefully you guys will bear with us for a little bit. Um, I promise we will not be leaving you guys without content for too long. Um, So the next episode uh, moving forward, we're going to be doing a micro episode um, just to kind of fill the time. Um, And it will be Sam and Isaac and myself. And we will be discussing the Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 digital graphic novels um, for a brief period, half an hour. Um, and after that we will have an off week. Um, I may cut together just some outtakes from previous episodes, um, just to give you guys something to listen to. Um, and, uh, that'll be kind of just like an outtake kind of micro episode as well. Um, but, uh, Isaac and myself are actually going to be in Europe for two weeks. Um, from this Thursday, uh, this coming Thursday until December the 3rd. Um, and along those lines as well, um, I've spoken with Isaac and Sam about this, and this is something that we really want to kind of do for the Geek Time Network, um, is um, Isaac and myself are actually traveling to Paris on Thursday. And originally it was supposed to be a trip to um, for me to show Isaac one of my favorite cities in the world um, and show my wife and my wife's friend Leah um, and to kind of catch up with some old um, friends of mine that live in France. Um, but due to the um, situation that occurred this past Friday um, with the incidents in Paris, um, it will be a little bit more of a somber uh, trip. Um, thankfully, all of uh, the people that I know in Paris were unharmed um, from what I've gathered. Um, I did have a mutual friend who um, was across the street when the first kind of incident broke, broke out. Um, so thankfully, everyone that we know here at the network is safe. Um, however, a, a lot of people lost their lives. And so we wanted to take this moment to just kind of pay respects and take a brief moment to just kind of, uh, give a moment of silence for everything that happened in, uh, Paris this, this past, this past week. All right, guys, um, that has been our episode for this week. Um, if you have any um, thoughts or comments um, for the tanker portion or the beginning of the plant and you want to write in and kind of tell us what your experiences were like, um, feel free to reach us at um, Sam. Can they go to geekti.me backslash contact? Will that take them to? 
Um, it would be geekti.me backslash WP backslash contact. Okay. Um, so be sure to check that out. It has um, our contact information for you to reach out to us. Um, if you try to go to geekti.me slash contact, you will get a 404 uh, message. So make sure you do geekti.me backslash WP backslash contact. Or you can um, just go to the website and there's like a nifty little button that says contact up in the top left corner. You can just click on that too. Totally. Um, and that is, again, <laughs> geekti.me. Um, and you can send us um, either personally an email. Um, we are working on getting a contact form put in, which may actually be in there before this episode releases. Um, so you can either use the handy-dandy form or send us a personal email. Um, we would love to read you guys' experiences on the air. Um, and we'd love for you guys to um, send us your stories because we um, would... We like knowing that people are listening. Um, likewise, too, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. That helps get the show exposure. Um, we uh, would really like to um, hear what you guys think, be it in the contact form or be it in those reviews. Um, we are, once Isaac and I return from our trip, um, going to be covering uh, the rest of the plant, um, probably up until the um, just after the Harrier fight, um, connecting Big Shell 1 and 2. Um, so if you have any thoughts on um, that, so bomb disposal stuff up until the Harrier jet, um, please feel free to write in. Um, Sam, do you have any admin notes? Can they Where can they find you on Twitter or the Internet, and where that can they find the Geek Time Network? Um, they can find the Geek Time Network on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud. The link to all three of those is Geek Time Pod. Um, they can also find me at SamWrightDPS on Twitter. Um, I did want to mention uh, a couple weekends ago, Alessio was in town and we went to the Ohio Game uh, Developer Expo in Columbus, uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. um, which I was kind of redundant to mention given the name of the event, but hey, <laughs> um, I we saw a bunch of really cool games and the last episode, episode 10 of the Geek Time podcast, we talked about our experience there and all the cool games and all the cool people we met at the expo. Um, so definitely listen to that and check out some of the games that we saw because uh, these people deserve um, your attention. Totally. Some great, great developers, and they've all been very, very kind uh, to communicate with us uh, on social media after the event as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Isaac, is there anything that you want to send listeners to go check out? <laughs> um, if you would like, you can... You can um Sing a song for me and send it in actually, that contact. F- please do, that actually. Sam uh, so graciously um, spelled out for you guys. Sing a song, <laughs> your favorite song. Record it, and um, we will play it here yeah. for you to hear. And since you, yourself. And since you've, you've sung it, we can actually play the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. And Isaac will pick the best. Yes. Can someone can someone please sing Bl- "Bad Blood" by Taylor Swift so we can then link that back into the episode when I ask to play okay. "Bad Blood" by Taylor Swift? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's uh, just about a wrap on our show. Um, guys, definitely check out the Geek Time Network. Um, that is the network of uh, shows that this is a part of. Um, we have the Geek Time Podcast. We have the Metal Gear Mondays. Um, we ostensibly have some off-the-record episodes that may be coming out. And then we have a fair amount of shows that are coming out soon, um, a couple of which Sam is hosting, um, yes. and a couple of which that um, the four fellows from the Geek Time podcast will be on as well, um, and some sort of uh, some some one-off stuff. And definitely go check us out on Facebook because we just put out a very fun kind of who the hell is the Geek Time Network video, um, and you can see me, James Bainey, Aaron DePasquale, and uh, Sam Wright all looking half asleep because we filmed it at three o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> but still being pretty professional. So I liked it. I think it came out well. Um, but of course I did because I shot and edited it. So Sam, how did you like oh, that video? That was like the most egotistical thing you've ever said. In your life. <laughs> I, I was trying to be a character. That is not how yeah. I feel. It looks like shit, Sam. How did you feel about it? I don't think it looked like shit. <laughs> you don't have to be like that. Anyway, we're going, we're going a little out off. The, I'm, off I'm the a man of extremes. Sam, can you give me an extreme <laughs> sign off? What do they need off. to remember? They need to remember that it's just a fucking box. Just a box.